This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And for this week's review, I'm joined by Lim Suen from The Bigger Picture. Good to have you back, Suen. Thanks for having me on, Sharmila. So together we are reviewing a play that was staged over the last few days. It ended its uh, current run just yesterday, actually, on Sunday. Uh, It's called And Then Came Spring. It's presented by Parashu Theatre as well as the Instant Cafe Theatre Company, uh, written by Saleh Sepas, uh, directed by Saleh as well as Joe Kukatas. Now, I think it's very important to say from the get-go that um, Parashu Theatre is actually a company made up of and founded by uh, primarily by Afghan refugees living in Malaysia. Um, and the play essentially revolves around stories that have been woven together from real-life experiences of Afghan refugees. I think we can get a little bit more into the story later, but I think this is an important frame to look at the performance through because... Um, going in, you might need a little bit of prepping that this may not be entirely a professional staging. And, mm-hmm. and, and therefore, I don't think that it is fair to judge it through only that lens. That said, I thought it was an extremely powerful show to attend. I'm very glad that I had a chance to watch it. And I hope they get multiple chances to stage this because I think both from the perspective of um, what the story is, but also from the perspective of the work and the process of getting something like this going, it's something that Malaysian audience should definitely watch. Mm. And I agree with you, Sharmila. It's so powerful because, you know, when you, after you've watched the show, you realise that it's such a simple story and yet it is a true story, like Saleh did mention, because it tells the story, it tells one of the many stories that refugees um, go through in order to, you know, escape their home countries and learn to start a new life in another country. And I think what makes it so powerful as well is because, you know, we're hearing... It's because of what you said, Sharmila. The whole theatre company is made up of refugees and they are telling their own stories. And there's just something really emotional in that. So the story itself outlines um, the tale of two sisters, Nazanin and Laili, who are both in Kabul when we first meet them. And uh, Nazanin is married to, has been married off to a much older man. She's 14, I believe, when we get to know her. And the fourth Um, wife. And the fourth wife. And she's just had a baby. Uh, And it's a baby girl. And her husband is really upset with her, refuses to care for them. Um, And so... Nazanin ends up back with her younger sister, Laili. Um, And the rest of the story is really how they struggle at first to make a make a life for themselves in Kabul amidst, uh, you know, the the oppression of the Taliban and so on. Um, And then later on actually picks up on the journey of a refugee, uh, the need to get out of the country. Um, And eventually, and and, and, I don't want to spoil the play too much, but eventually ends up in Malaysia. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the connection to us, right? Um, So this story that starts in a far-off place and how people that the story revolves around end up coming here to Malaysia. And so that's really the through line. As you said, it's actually a very simple storyline. I think where where the power is, is one, um, knowing that these are actually real experiences that people have gone through and continue to go through. The other is uh, the performances. Mm-hmm. 
I must say the performances of the um, actors who play Nazanin and Laili were so incredible. I think, I think at moments I forgot that they are not you know actors by profession, right? Because these girls, these ladies, were so good in what they do. And I must say, um, Medina Husseini, who plays Laili, was just I think my was the um, highlight of the show for me. Yeah, Medina just really lights up the stage every time she's on. And I think because her performance requires a lot, right? She is literally a child in Mm -hmm. the story, uh, but she's also required to do things far beyond her age, um, you know, be on the street, earn a living, um, pretend to be a boy. You support know, so a family. Support a family, uh, be the support system for her older sister and her niece. So, um, and, and Medina actually like manages all of these so well. She's also just a really energetic stage presence. Everything she does, whether it's being um, funny or being honestly heartrending in some scenes, you can't take your eyes off her. Um, and then I think as a contrast, we have Farzana Yakta, who plays Nazanin. Um, and she, I think, is a very different energy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a sort of more uh, low-key performance, a little bit more adult, definitely more world-weary in some sense. And I think it is, um, it's, it's, it's a lot, right, to be able to capture those emotions within uh, what I think are actually relatively few scenes. Because it's not a very long play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not a play that kind of um, gives you a lot. In fact, it's more bits and pieces of their lives that then led to the outcome. Um, And so I think for these actresses to be able to give us that much, let us understand that much of what they went through with relatively little information, um, I think a lot of the credit of that goes to the performances. Mm. I Yeah, and like you said, Shamla, that contrast between them, I think, really highlights their relationship with each other and their relationship with the world, right? Because Lily comes off as this, uh, from, from the get-go, very hopeful person, you know, that regardless of what happens, she's going to make the best out of that situation. And then you have Nazanin, who's a bit more, and, and I'm not saying that she wasn't hopeful, but I guess she had the more realistic outlook of things. And I think their performances really cemented that during the show. They had great chemistry as well, which I really liked. I think you could really buy that they were sisters. um, And that was nice. I think it's also worth saying at this point, um, I was a little bit confused when I went into the play because um, I think what the synopsis told us and what we saw um, was a little bit different because the synopsis seemed to imply we'd see how they ended up in the situation, you know, their father and so on. Uh, but I think reading a couple of interviews that the company has given in other media outlets, I came to realize that this play is actually a follow-up of, mm-hmm. a, of a previous staging, um, which kind of depicted how Nazanin ended up getting married. But I don't think you lose anything by coming into it just from this story. And since we're already talking about performances, I thought we should um, carry that on and talk about the rest of the cast as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's a pretty large cast of people, even though some people are only on stage for um, short amounts of time. Um, And I think that some of the best scenes are when there's an ensemble. Um, The show sort of starts off with this great scene of Nazanin's husband, Sawar Khan, in a hospital waiting for the baby to be delivered. And they're just like these sort of ragtag bunch of characters who are all there. I think the aim of it is to kind of give us an idea of how chaotic life 
was in Kabul at that time with people of different ideologies and different um, ways of dealing with what they're going through. I love that scene. I thought every every actor and character in that scene sort of ping-ponged off each other really well. It was also a great opening to a show. Um, kind of puts you right in the middle of that space. Hmm. I must say, at the start, I was slightly confused, I think for the first five, ten minutes or so, also, because we were sort of just thrown into that scene, right? And um, like you mentioned, Sharmila, the synopsis didn't really... Um, I was trying to connect that scene with the synopsis that we were given. But then after a while, I was just like, you know, just let the let the actors, you know, do their thing. And then slowly you sort of figure out what's happening. And even sometimes... And, and I think what I loved about the smaller, I guess, more intimate setting is that you could really see the actors' expressions. And I think that really added to the ensemble um, scenes that we saw. Were there particular parts of the play that worked better for you than others? I definitely preferred the scenes between um, Nazanin and Laili just because I think their chemistry with each other were the best. But um, there was a really powerful scene with between Nazanin and Laili, as well as with Sarwa Khan as well, um, Nazanin's husband, when that conflict between Nazanin and her husband was sort of coming, was crescendoing, right? And you see what happens that leads to Nazanin and Laili deciding to strike out on their own because this was a situation that was simply not, that this was a situation that they were simply not okay with anymore. And I think the actors really sort of conveyed that anxious, terrified feeling that they were feeling because I felt that way in the audience as well. I was, you know, just at the edge of my seat wondering what's going to happen next. Yeah, I think the physicality of that scene was great. Um, so the actor who plays Sawar Khan, um, Ali Reza Husaini, you know, he's he towers over these these two girls. Mm -hmm. And the way that scene is staged, suddenly it becomes painfully obvious to you just how young these girls are, um, the situation that they're put in, how terrifying or, and, and awful all of this is. And I think both the performances of all the actors, as well as how that scene plays out, um, the, the physical appearance of it, the way they the way things get thrown around, the way they run out of the room, um, all of that. I think definitely for me, that was one of the standouts as well. I think there's a lot to talk about also in terms of the messaging behind the play. And we'll get to that after the break. But we are talking about And Then Came Spring, which was just staged by Parashtu Theatre and Instant Cafe Theatre. Let us know, uh, did you catch it? Um, are you interested to watch it? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And I'm joined today by Lim Su An from The Bigger Picture. And together we are reviewing And Then Came Spring. It's a play by a refugee theatre company, Parashtu Theatre, um, in collaboration with Instant Cafe Theatre. And we've been talking a lot about the performances and, and we touched on the staging as well. Um, I did want to get to, on this side of things, the uh, the message or, or the intention behind something like this. And, and I think that there are multiple things to unpack, right? On the one hand, um, that line between arts and activism and how do you review a play that is equal parts both? Because I think this play does do a very important um, job in terms of highlighting to a more general audience 
the human side of the refugee crisis and the actual issues that people go through. But on the other hand, I was also curious whether you thought that message um, came through well enough. Hmm. I must say, I think for perhaps about the first the first half to 60% of the show, I wasn't quite sure where the show was going. And in that sense, I wasn't sure about the messaging, right? Because we were... Going, we were being told the story of these two girls who are stuck in Afghanistan, and then as it progresses, as you, as the, as the show, uh, you know, as as Nazanin has to figure out a way to, um, Nazanin and Laili have have to figure out a way to get away from Sarbakan, and and then you know fleeing to Malaysia, then it starts to emerge. You know what the show is also trying to tell you, other than depicting what they have gone through in their home country and you also get an ensemble of cast towards the end that really sort of spotlight the issues that they face as refugees um don't just the, the issues that they face as refugees don't just end once they've fled their home country but it's a completely new set of issues of worries and concerns that they also face in their second country right it's never i think in, in that sense, it shows you that it's never as simple as them just needing to flee a country, but it's them uprooting their entire lives, learning how to fit into a new country, and then learning how to survive in a country whose rules, whose laws and regulations are quite often hostile towards refugees. Yeah, 100%. I think the second half of the play um, really uh, brings it home. And I think that there is a lot of complexity in those scenes in the second half where we basically see a pretty diverse group of refugees um, who live in Malaysia. And there are different ways of dealing with the situation here, the fact that they don't have access to permanent employment, the fact that healthcare or, or education is out of reach for them, and how different people actually react to this differently. Some are a little bit more like, well, this is what it is. Others are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that kind of co- complexity to this to this issue because I think it is important to also reflect on not everyone feels the same. Not everyone comes from the same uh, background or, or experience. I also think it's worth highlighting that a play like this, the, the very fact that it exists in itself is a powerful um, tool, right? Mm-hmm. Because it allows for um, people from the refugee community to actively tell their own stories, to be able to uh, become a part of the Malaysian art scene, you know, to then, I think, capacity build within this community to be able to put up their own plays. So I think there are a couple of things here in terms of why, even if... and you know, if you look at this purely through a staging proficiency lens, not everything about this production is going to be the best production you've ever seen. Um, I think it makes up for that through how important it is that a production like this exists. If I were to criticize anything, um, and, and, and even then it's a not so much a criticism, but more um, what I'd like to see happen in the future. I think when a company like Parashtu collaborates with like an instant cafe theater, I think there is an opportunity for there to be more 
So not so much in terms of the story, perhaps, but more in terms of uh, the staging, you know, the dynamism of the sets, lighting, all those aspects that um, you you really do need a professional eye to get the maximum out of. I think that the play could have benefited from more um, direction in terms of those aspects because uh, the story itself is powerful. There is very little that needs to be added to that. But I think where this collaboration with someone like Instant Cafe could have done even more is to give them those quote-unquote professional theatre tools um, to be able to tell their story even better. Mm. Um, and, and one thing one thing that we haven't mentioned yet, Sharmila, was that the whole play, well, not the whole play, but most of the play was in Persian as well. And that... Yes, um, I love that. And and that, you know, for us, for the rest of us who don't know Persian, um, we understand the story through subtitles that are flashed on screen in both English and BM. And that was a really interesting experience for me because I was very hesitant. I was, I was a bit worried at the beginning as to how something like that would work because I don't think that I've ever seen a play that was done in such a manner. But I think that overall it worked out really well and I and I think it added to the powerful element that you hear these actors speaking in their own language, sharing their stories in words that they are comfortable with and the emotions come across, right? Just because you're reading just because I'm reading from the screen doesn't mean that I don't get any of the emotions that the characters are that the actors are conveying. That's a great point, and I actually think it was so important that the story was not um, force fed to us through um, English or mm-hmm. through BM, right? Because um, it is part of that. It's part of giving refugees their own voice, the ability to tell their own stories. Actually, what I wanted to close off with was by saying that I would like to see a company like Parashtu presented in all sorts of platforms, not necessarily in just arts festivals and theatre auditoriums, but taken to schools, to universities, um, you know, presented in non-traditional art spaces, because I think The story is powerful enough. It's relatable enough. And I think with a little bit of um, a little bit of reframing or retooling, it could do a lot in terms of um, bringing a sense of empathy to this issue that I think in Malaysia we often lack when we talk about it. Mm, I agree, because I think perhaps for people like you and I, Sharmila, we're quite used to um, stories like these are quite familiar to us, right? Working in this field when we cover stories related to refugees. And there is something that I think to be shared with the general public, considering that there is still a lot of misconceptions from people as to who refugees are. And it's something very different to read it or to hear it on the news when it's told to you as facts versus having something like this in front of you, confronting you. And I think, honestly, if there are more theatre companies in Malaysia who want to give these kind of um, collaborative opportunities to um, other refugee communities, arts makers, I think that would be uh, really uh, an important role that we can play in terms of facilitating this conversation. Um, Swan, thank you so much for reviewing this with me. It was my pleasure, Sharmila. We've been talking about Parashtu Theatres and then came spring. Uh, It just finished its current staging over the weekend. Let us know, have you watched it? Are you interested to? Um, If we're lucky, we might get another staging. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, and you can follow Parashtu on their social media. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.